Welcome to Wisdom Wednesday, brought to you by Aging Wisdom, where we share weekly bite-sized insights on aging well, caring well, and living well. Our special guest today is Herb Weisbaum, one of America's top consumer experts. Known nationally as Consumer Man, Herb's been protecting consumers for more than 40 years. Check the show notes for Herb's website and newsletter information. I do a lot of stories that look out for seniors because seniors are a very vulnerable population. We tend to trust people more. We grew up in a non-digital age. There's all these tricks that people can use that you think you're seeing something and you're seeing something else. One story I did recently was about digital coupons. Have you gone to the supermarket now and seen digital offer only? Yes. You have to have internet access and you have to have a smartphone, one or the other, to make these work. Well, a lot of seniors don't have smartphones or internet access, and a lot of lower income people don't have smartphones or internet access, and they can't use these digital only coupons that the stores put out. And, you know, you see ice cream, $5.49, and then member savings. And then at the bottom in big red, it says digital only, $1.99. Well, you may think if you have the club card from that store that you're going to get that automatically. You're not unless you load that digital coupon into your account. You have to do it either online or you have to do it through the app. We talked to seniors. They thought they were getting the discount automatically because they are a member of the club card. It was automatically mm-hmm. taken off the bill. It's not. And a friend of mine, Edgar Dworsky, at a website called consumerworld.org, he's a former assistant AG in Massachusetts who runs this website and, and runs a website called mouseprint.org where he looks at all the fine print that uh, companies put in their packaging and their advertising decided to look into this. And it's terrible. These people, these older folks think that they're getting the discounts and they're not. And stores are making millions and millions of dollars on people who think they're saving money when they're not. And we're pushing, and I did an article about it, to have the stores do some kind of workaround. Either have some kind of coupon in the store that can be scanned by the clerk or make it so that you can say, I don't have the digital coupon, give me the price, or or a kiosk that lets you something so that all these millions of people are not discriminated against. That are, you know, and I talked to a senior and says, I don't have a smartphone. I'm not very good with internet. And I feel like I'm being digitally discriminated. And he's absolutely right. He is being discriminated against digitally. And that's one of our pushes now to possibly put an end to that. The consumer groups in America sent a note to 12 of the biggest uh, supermarket CEOs and I told them that this has got to stop and, and hopefully they'll listen to this. Well, one of the things I was thinking about was when um, you had done that wonderful talk at the East Side Friends of Seniors luncheon a few years ago. Um, your primary message was encouraging people to just be less vulnerable to scams, ransomware, and malware attacks. Um, And you were talking about the basics of just internet safety. And you were encouraging folks to use a password manager. Um, So for the folks that are on computers and are using the internet, could you talk a little bit about that? Sure. There's a lot of things in that question, so I'll try to take them one at a time. As far as being safe on the internet, you have to realize that the internet is not really regulated. The internet is a utility. It's a pipeline, like your water or your electricity. Somebody puts something on one end and it comes out the other end, and don't assume anybody is checking on it or verifying that it's factual or accurate or not a scam. You have to assume that everything on the internet is questionable. They can copy logos. They can copy websites. 
a good criminal can do all kinds of things to make you believe, to be an imposter, to make you believe you think you're where you are and you're really not. So when you do something, you've got to put in the web address yourself. Don't click on links. That's how they trick you. They put on links that take you to their sites, to their places, and make you think they're Nordstrom or American Express or Capital One or Visa or Bank of America when it's really them. So you've got to go on by yourself. Don't click on links in the email. Number two, don't give out any personal information unless you've initiated the phone call or initiated the online experience. No one should ever need your password, your PIN, your login, anything like that when you're calling them to begin with. You, the PIN and the password and the logon, all that stuff is yours. They don't need that. Only their computer needs it if you're doing something. So anybody that asks you for that information is absolutely a con artist. Final point, what a lot of criminals are doing right now is they are pretending to be customer service representatives. And I just wrote a huge story about this. Some of them will contact you on the phone. Hi, I'm calling from Amazon. There's a problem with your account. Some of them will send out email or text messages saying, hi, Chase Bank, we think there's a suspicious transaction with your bank. And some of them will actually post fake customer service listings when you like Google search or something and it pops up and it's the bad guys because they paid to be at the top of the search engine. So you have to go to the site you know is the really the site. If you're going to American Express or Capital One or Chase Bank, you've got to go to the site that you know is that site. Get it off your statement or a bill or something like that. The one, what they're doing now is if you think there's a problem with your Amazon account, and that's the biggest one going around, the person on the phone Many times it starts with a robocall. The person on the phone will convince you that they've got to get onto your computer to speed up the process and help you out with this thing. So they ask you to download a little program that lets them get on your computer. Absolutely not. Never, ever hang up. Goodbye. No customer service agent ever has to get on your computer. The only time you should ever let anybody on your device is if it's a tech support person that you contacted and that you trust, and they got to fix something on your computer. Other than that, nobody needs to get on your computer because I talked to a woman. She's a senior. She lives in Tennessee and they got on to help her speed up the process. And by the time everything was done, they had uh, gotten into her bank account, they'd gotten into her PayPal account and started paying uh, for things with PayPal and buying stuff. They went on a shopping spree. Once they're in there, they can do anything. You don't know what they're doing. You can't see what they're doing. So you never, ever let anybody into your computer for any reason except computer service that you started the transaction with somebody who's going to fix your computer. So that's a big one. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another Wisdom Wednesday. In the meantime, visit our website at agingwisdom.com where you'll find more resources to help you navigate options for aging, caring, and living well.